Welcome to Living Southern Oregon, a podcast dedicated to discovering and exploring all Southern Oregon has to offer. I'm your host, Simona Fino, and I will be introducing you to the people who live here, the things they love, and what makes Southern Oregon a magical place to call home. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Living Southern Oregon, and also Happy New Year, because we are in 2023. So today I will be introducing you all to Ash Friend, who is the Education Director at ScienceWorks Hands-On Museum in Ashland, Oregon. It is the most fun science lab here in Southern Oregon. He's an adventurer, a storyteller, writer, and illustrator. Ash develops design workshops and informal education curriculum that blends STEM and visual performing arts with literature. He's interested in many things, from paleontology to poetry to monsters and technology. Ash also likes a good myth or urban legend. He's been coming to Southern Oregon for the Shakespeare Festival for about 20 years and moved to Southern Oregon in 2017. Well, welcome. Thank you. So you haven't been here all that, that long. You've got, you got five years, I guess. That's a decent chunk of time. Where did you come from before? I came here from St. Louis, but I've lived all over. So what was the trajectory of coming to Southern Oregon? They obviously were coming here for Shakespeare Festival. Is that, were you coming directly from St. Louis all that time? Or you sound like you've been lots of different places. I started coming out here to visit some friends who live in the valley and mostly go to Shakespeare Festival. And that was sort of, I would come out here four times a year over the course of, you know, about 20 years. My partner and I had always planned to come out here to retire. And I actually discovered I could uh, get a job here at ScienceWorks. So I was kind of like, well, maybe we won't wait until we retire. (laughs) (laughs) Make that plan happen a little sooner. And how did you discover Shakespeare Festival? Again, uh, kind of my friend who lives here had been coming for years, like since he was in middle school. And so was just a big uh, supporter of the festival. Yeah. I'm into theater, so it was just really exciting to get to come and be part of such a awesome festival just yeah see such great theater yeah we're very fortunate that way it's amazing theater really truly is yeah it's interesting I remember coming through this area when I was a kid my family we did a road trip and drove through and I vaguely remember (laughs) yeah OSF as being a thing here we camped nearby and so, yeah, it's on people's radar for sure. It's a huge draw. Yeah, absolutely. So now that you're here and you've been at ScienceWorks, did you come uh, specifically for ScienceWorks at Southlake? Is that when you started your position here in 2017? When I came out, I had come up for a couple of years beforehand as a camp instructor because I design mm-hmm. and facilitate kind of eclectic summer camps that are a little bit yeah. off the beaten path. Fun. And so had a great experience here with that. And then I actually came out here and started out as a educator. So one of our part-time roles. And I was being a uh, teaching artist at, for some other places around town as well. So the first year was like really getting to know a few different places like SOU mm-hmm. and kind of the different elementary schools in Ashland, just going in and teaching kids fun, hands-on things with science. Yeah. 
So tell me about the camps, because that sounds super interesting. I love yeah. it. What did you say? Eclectic and something. I'm like, They're yes. kind of off the beaten path. <laughs> off the beaten path. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I do. I've been designing camps since the first one I did was in 20. I launched it in 2014. And so the goal of these camps is to kind of blend fun, hands-on science with different literary kind of tie-ins mm -hmm. and a kind of a role-play hook. So mm -hmm. for the first camp I designed, it was a, you're a time traveler and you're going to different time periods throughout history in different places and you're going to learn about a really important artwork in each of those places. So like they... The, the kids learned about the Lascaux cave paintings. And then they learned, like, you know, Greek vases. Stuff like that. And then the science just comes in really naturally. Because it's like, well, how do you make those pigments to make a cave painting? And so that's kind of basically what we do here at ScienceWorks as well. This is more the science is elevated a little in the art and poetry parts. Or maybe the second step. But if, if I design camps for, say, an art center or a program like that or a theater company, then, you know, the performing art or the art part would be center stage and the science would be kind of the supporting step. That's awesome. Thank that you. That sounds like a lot of fun. It's what, a lot of fun. What age groups? Do you um, do adults? Uh, I've had so many people <laughs> ask if we do camps for adults, and uh, I haven't done one yet, but I would totally be on board. <laughs> I would love to uh, design some workshops and camps for adults. Yeah. Our age groups that we do here at ScienceWorks range generally from like age 6 to 14. What I started out doing was developing camps for middle schoolers because uh, that's kind of my favorite age group. Mm -hmm. And then kind of branched out to do the younger kids after that. But we have some great educators here at ScienceWorks who, whose passion is early childhood. So they love doing the, you know, the five to seven year olds. And then we've got a lot of folks who love doing like stuff for the eight to 10 year olds. Mm -hmm. And as far as making curriculum for those ages, I love making curriculum for any age. Yeah. Nice. So is that your primary role here? Is what? Yeah, tell me a little bit about your primary role. It sounds like you do a few different things. Yeah, I think like in most nonprofits, people wear a lot of hats. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I think what makes me good at my job is I've probably had every role in our department from, you know, part-time field trip educator to, to camp instructor to programs facilitator just kind of at different times as whatever was needed. Mostly my role now is kind of the liaising with people. So making community connections and finding ways to make partnerships. Mm -hmm. And that's really exciting to me because, you know, just getting to know more people and getting to help facilitate things is really rewarding. Yeah. I do still make a lot of the curriculum too. Okay. <laughs> And when you say you make a lot of the curriculum, these are for the camps or are they for other things? What, tell me more about ScienceWorks and some yeah. of the things that they offer, because obviously the camps are a piece yeah. of that. 
which I'm assuming are those mostly in the summertime or do they happen in the... We actually run camps all year round now, which we're really excited about. We started doing that last year during the pandemic to help with some of the teacher relief days Mm because things were, you know, very, very hard on teachers. And so it, it was a success. So we really want to continue offering those school day camps. We actually have some coming up in January and February. And they're just kind of a one-day experience that are really fun. So we have camps. We also have a field trip and outreach program. And our education manager is, uh, she's a great, great person for that role. She's just got a couple of advanced degrees, and, and she's also quite proficient in curriculum design. Mm-hmm. And then our programs manager is also amazing. We just have a really good team. Yeah. That's what it takes. Yeah. And I hear you on the nonprofit thing. I was in the nonprofit world for many, many, many years. Oh, so boy, yeah. I also understand <laughs> that. Like, I'm the yeah. volunteer coordinator yeah. today. I'm the fundraiser. Yeah. I'm the program director. Oh, <laughs> all yeah. The things, right? Yeah. The good thing is, like, if you are the kind of person that once you attain mastery of something, you really want to look for the new challenge, it's great in a nonprofit because there's always something new to learn. Mm-hmm. So you're probably never going to hit mastery on every topic. Yeah. You never get bored. That's what I always loved. Yeah. Never was bored. Absolutely. I just want to go back to the day camps that that are happening coming up in, in January this month and then also in February. And it sounds like those will be continuing. Is that something people can sign up for on the science work website and go check those out? Yeah. Give me an example of one of them that's coming up. Um, well, we've got a Ozobot workshop, which is about these cool little robots that kids can code with color. And so you can draw patterns and designs with different colors of markers. And the way that you arrange your colors, your Ozobot is going to do different things. Ah. And so sometimes we hook up, they have little attachments. So one of our challenges is Ozobot needs to clear up the avalanche. So we put a little attachment snowplow on it, and it has the kids have to code it to clear out a bunch of cotton balls. Or might be Ozobot goes bowling. So it's just a lot of fun, a lot of learning about coding in a really fun way. Yeah. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah. Definitely have to check that out. So tell me a little bit more about what other things science work off. I mean, it's obviously a huge space and there's yeah. a lot going on for listeners who've not been here before. What are what can one experience when they arrive? Absolutely. We are really excited because uh, we had to be closed for a little bit during the lockdown period. Mm-hmm. And so we used that time to really refurbish and refresh our space. So for folks who maybe haven't been in a few years, when they come to ScienceWorks, they're still going to see their old favorites, kind of like our bottle rocket or our tennis ball launcher or our pulley chairs, but they're going to see some stuff that are I think they're going to fall in love with. We've got a little cool video in our mini theater about the James Webb Space Telescope. We've got a console on loan from NASA that's a real console that was used in some missions. We've got a cool new exhibit where you can see what it would look like if you could look inside your own body. So you can kind of see a simulation of your heart and lungs working as you kind of just stand in the exhibit. We've got some 
Very cool new stuff we're doing in our tinkering studio. We've got some new programs using different materials and also old favorites. Like we have a lot of robotics activities we do in there with little brush bots and things. And we're using our 3D printer a lot. So we're 3D printing a lot of new oh, materials. You know, I have never seen one of those in action. Oh, really? No. Well, <laughs> for folks who want to see a 3D printer working in DaVinci's garage, most days that we're open, they can see something getting 3D printed out. Okay. What kinds of things are you 3D um, printing? We've printed a lot of gears that people can use on our marble wall. We have printed... Our after-school program, the kids are learning about 3D printing, so they've designed some things that we've 3D print out. They designed a bunch of game pieces for some game boards they're making. Oh. And sometimes we just have fun things, like I saw a sea monster getting 3D printed the other day. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. You know they're doing that with houses now. It's I just saw so that. amazing to me that where yeah. technology is going is pretty impressive. So this kind of stuff, you yeah, know, it sounds playful, which it is, yeah. but it's got so much real life application. Right. And so kids learning these things, exactly. it's actually really important because this is the world we're living in. And yeah. these are the things that they're going to be. That is exactly you know. the intention we put into when we design something. We're like, how can we take something that meets a real world need teaches a real world problem or a real world science application mm -hmm. and make it fun? I was just reading about the new, uh, well, it's not super new, but it's technology where it's a, it's basically a pill that you swallow that oh has a gosh. little camera and it will follow all the way through mm -hmm. your digestive tract so that they can be, and it can be recording all mm -hmm. of these different things. And it's not just a camera for visual. It's a, you know, so you're talking about something you've seen yeah, inside your body and amazing. where things are. I mean, I imagine by the time some of these kids are older, there's going to be a lot of super amazing technology that will be helpful in the health realm. Oh, absolutely. Well, that's yeah. like back to 3D printers, you know, 3D printed prosthetics is uh, uh -huh. something that a lot of folks are getting into now that just help people. Yeah. You talk about your little pill reminded me there's some really amazing things happening with contacts right now with contacts that are going to be much more helpful for people's vision than currently, which I'm super excited about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do the contacts. I have a weird condition where I pass out of oh, things no. or touch my eyeballs. So it's glasses for me. Yeah. But maybe someday. Someday. No, maybe no. there'll be a set that exactly. <laughs> doesn't affect me the same way. Exactly. Yeah. So what do you tell me about the hours here and mm -hmm. when people when you're open and so that when people yeah. want to come check it out and if you have any suggestions on best times to visit it, do you do special you know, yeah, things at special times of year. Yeah, I'd love to talk about that. We're open Wednesdays through Sundays during the, from uh, September through June. Sometimes in the summer, we are open seven days a week. I cannot say yet if we're going to be open <laughs> this summer all seven days, but Wednesday through Sundays, uh, 10 till 5. And the best times to go for general public are probably on the weekends. That's when we have a lot of our public programs going and we don't have school groups mm. because in the mornings, Tuesday through Friday, we have field trips. So it's really fun, but not everybody wants to come when there's 120 kids <laughs> already in the museum. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. 
We do do special events. We just did our New Year's Eve celebration for the first time in two years, so that was great. And we had a lot of folks with bringing their kids and their grandparents and just the whole family coming to do some science activities, and we had a DJ and a balloon drop. Oh, fun. Yeah. So that was a proper party. It, it was. was. a proper New Year's Eve. Yep. We try to make yeah. it like a daytime New Year's yeah. Eve for the kids so they yeah. get their party, and then yeah. the grown-ups can go out at night. Nice. Oh, I love that. Thanks. Welcome back to the New Year's Eve, being able to do that again. It's so nice being able to do events Oh, my again, gosh. Really. <laughs> Absolutely. And we have some upcoming events, too. Yeah, uh, tell me about those, because I want to make yeah. sure that we get those out in the show notes for people. Yeah. Our, our first thing coming up is going to be a little event on January 28th, which will be running probably from about 1030 until 1230. And it'll be kind of a drop-in event. You don't have to get there at any specific time, but it'll be celebrating the Apollo anniversary. Mm. And uh, we're going to hopefully have a speaker and we'll do a lot of fun moon-related activities and maybe some space kind of modeling what you'd have to be able to do to protect yourself in space type Mm. activities. Very cool. So if you were to be out there, what you need to survive. (laughs) Exactly. And then we're going to be having a monthly event that is kind of on the lines of that sort of small couple of hours drop in, drop out mm-hmm. on topics. Probably what would be best would be uh, going to the site. Yeah. yeah, looking at the website because that's going to give you the most accurate information. But we also are going to be doing some evening events after hours where folks okay. can come without kids. That's awesome. I know that's very popular yeah. down in the Bay Area. Yep. All the museums down there, it yep. seems like, do it. And it's really fun. Super fun. It's super fun. I want to shout out to anybody in the Rogue Valley how fun it is to go to a science center without children <laughs> when there will not be one single child in the science center. It is probably the most fun you'll have all day. Yeah. The, what is it? The Academy of Sciences yeah. in San Francisco mm-hmm. does that now. And I just took a friend. She was out of town from Denmark. And yeah. was like, oh, we got to go to this. They're Thursday night. It's so fun. And yeah. it is. It's so nice to be there without kids. And it's just so, it's just a different experience. It really you know? is. And it's fun to, yeah. to have that. Oh, I love that you're going to do that. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. Yay. That's just great to come and you get to play. Mm-hmm. And you're not having to make sure anybody else isn't accidentally getting too excited and running off (laughs) exactly (laughs) or breaking something or handling something the wrong way yeah exactly and if if there is that's not your problem right you don't have to worry about (laughs) it. not your kid that's right (laughs) oh i love it oh good that makes me happy to hear that thank you yeah well is there anything else about science works that you want to share in particular i feel like we've covered a lot of ground yeah it's such a magical place oh, it really is. and the setting too i just want to tell people the setting you know for those listeners who haven't been here before it's just in such a beautiful part of ashland kind of just on the outskirts so you've got a little bit of open space around just as i was driving in there's a gorgeous rainbow oh, over the so nice. mountains over there it's just yeah it's a beautiful area it's an amazing view mm-hmm. when you just walk out onto our front patio and you look at the mountains mm-hmm. and you just think i get to see this every single day yeah exactly I think probably the thing I would like to just let everybody know is check out our website. We have a lot of fun and exciting stuff coming up over the next few months. 
we're just happy to be part of this community and want to be a support to the community. Yeah. Well, I'm also curious. Did you, uh, do you guys rent out the space? We do actually. You do? Yeah. Us. Okay. That's so a... I can tell you a little bit about yeah. that if yeah. you're interested. We've had everything from homecoming dances to graduation parties to weddings. And we also have had uh, folks can rent our classrooms. So if maybe you have an artist who wants to teach an art class regularly, but they don't have a studio space, you don't have to be teaching something science related to be able to rent out our classroom. Okay. That is excellent to know. Yeah. Wonderful. All right, so it's a community space as well. It very is. much has that yep. vibe, right? Where you're bringing people in and allowing yep. people to use the space, and then yeah, and along with your events, that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And then I guess the other thing I would love to let people know is our memberships are hmm. pretty affordable for folks who are on access. We do have some access memberships that folks can inquire mm-hmm. with us about. And that really, you're going to get a lot of that community center type opportunities as a member because, you know, you can just build that into part of your regular um, cycle of events. Mm-hmm. So what is involved in being a member? What, what does that include? What do you get out of that? Right now, our memberships get you for a year, you get free admission to the museum. You get free admission for selected events. There are a few events that do have a separate ticketing Mm -hmm. fee, but we have member events as well. You also get discounts on all of our education programs. So uh, it's generally about 10 to 15% off of after school, summer camp, day camps, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. And a gift shop uh, discount too. Excellent. Yeah. So people can, I'm assuming, find all that information out, too, on the website and get Yeah, absolutely. Get the info there. Yep. Wonderful. So when you are not here, which it sounds like you spend probably, <laughs> I'm guessing, a fair amount of time, any nonprofit, I'm just yeah. going to say, anyone who's working <laughs> in the nonprofit world, thank you, because I did it so many years. I know it's hard work and people do it because they love it yeah. and for what it brings, but it is, it is consuming, all consuming sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes it's, uh, in the summertime, my summers are kind of here. Right. <laughs> but are, are you asking, what do I do when I'm yeah, not here? Yeah, when you're this? not here. What do <laughs> I, okay. Exactly. Uh, things I like to do out in the valley. Uh, can I talk about out in the valley and then at home? Yeah. So out in the valley, probably the thing my partner and I really love to do the most is going around and finding great places to have cheeseburgers. Ah. So ooh, we want to know your top cheeseburger <laughs> spots. All right, bring it on. What is it? Um, <laughs> if I had to pick my favorite cheeseburger spot in the whole Rogue Valley, yeah, it's probably Barney's Better Burgers in Medford. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just amazing. And also they have a nostalgia kick for me because we had a childhood cheeseburger place that was kind of like this one. Uh huh. So it was like, just to get that kind of happy childhood memories. Yeah. We also like to do things like, you know, bowling, any kind of fun activity, going to theater, really into theater. 
Yeah, and there's so much theater beyond OSF, too. You know, there's so many wonderful smaller theater groups, and a lot of them are working all together with some OSF staff and whatnot. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah. Do you have any favorite theater groups that that you've... Oh, it's so hard to even choose just one. Yeah, Cabaret, Rogue Theater Collective. Yeah. SOU, Student Theater. They've done some amazing plays, actually. I did not know that there was even a SOU student theater. Yeah. See, I learn something new every day. Just, you know, SOU theater uh, student productions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, we've also seen amazing shows at just the high school level. Mm. In Ashland High School? Yeah. Like- Ashland High has done some off-Broadway type shows that the the quality was college level not high school level theater wow so if you like theater you have a lot of choices yes agreed agreed and i i do love theater so i get out to as many as i can other things i like to do for fun is hanging out and going to a place where you can just like scout or somewhere downtown or a Mm -hmm. park to hang out with friends and just collaboratively draw or do storytelling or two of my favorite things. Yeah. Have you, do you go to the lantern? Have you? I haven't yet. Okay. I have heard all about it and several folks here at ScienceWorks are, are regulars. Okay. I am, that's one of my big goals for 2023. Yeah, me too. It's fine. I need to get on some list because it's one of those things if I find out about something either after it happened right. or the day before and I can't make it. Yeah. So I really want to check that out. It's one of my big goals because, you know, being in a crowd and people telling their stories is... It's powerful. It really is. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of The Moth. Yes. I listen to The Moth pretty regularly. Yo. So same, you know. That's, same vibe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So when you're doing collaborative storytelling, tell me what that looks like with your group of friends. Well, what we do is more fiction oriented rather than, you know, telling your tale. Uh-huh. But we, I have a group of friends and we might just hang out around a table somewhere and be having like some snacks or whatever and kind of Talk about, set up a scenario or a prompt, Mm -hmm. and then talk about how various characters in our own writing might respond to it is what we do a lot. And anything could be a prompt, you know, like, how would this particular character react if they stepped in a creek and the shoe got wet? You know, it could be that Mm -hmm. small. Because, you know, in a story, like, the the conflict doesn't have to be big. Sometimes it can be a really little conflict. Uh Uh-huh. And we just kind of round robin it, essentially. Fun. Another game we sometimes play is just literally collaborative storytelling, where it's sort of like the game Exquisite Corpse, if you've ever played that. Mm-mm. People start telling a story on a piece of paper, and then they fold over their part, uh-huh. and then you pass it around, and then the final person reads it out loud. <laughs> I have not done that in a very long yeah. time. That's a good one to remember to do. Yeah. Have you ever taken pictures, like, you pass out some postcards or pictures, and everyone looks at theirs, and then they just kind of put together their story element based on that? Okay. I could go on for a while about storytelling games. That's good. No, and I think this is one of those things that engages the brain in a different Mm -hmm. way. We're so used to being fed entertainment, right? Right. You watch this thing that's already been 
scripted and there's the, the imagination is not there. So right. doing these kinds of activities, I think, is really important because it keeps that imagination going and fresh. And, and it's fun and silly. Absolutely. I mean, who doesn't love to get silly like that? Yeah, it's like playing, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. For adults. Yeah, <laughs> You exactly. can do it with kids, though, too. But yeah, nope. yeah, fun. What are some of your other things that you enjoy about the Valley? It's one of the things I always like asking people just because I'm, you know, in love with this Valley and we have so many. And the more that I do this interview, folks, the more I'm learning about all the amazing places that we have here and things going on. Yeah. Is there anything else that comes to mind? Hiking, just so Mm -hmm. much you can do outdoors. Mm -hmm. Uh, So many awesome little waterways like Bear Creek. Mm -hmm. Lithia Park is is a, a big place we like to go. Have you seen the Japanese gardens yet? I just unveiled. I have seen it, but not like down on the same level, like okay. not on the ground level. Yeah. I've seen it from the road from that's the road, yeah. up above, but I really want to go check it out. It's beautiful. Have you been? Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. I went about a month or so ago and it's very, it's nice. That's really it's cool. Really yeah. Mostly because of pandemic, we've done mostly outdoor stuff mm-hmm. lately. Yeah. So that's uh lightly all my stuff's going to be skewed toward things you can yeah. do outdoors. No, it's a, I think a lot of people have yeah. been in the same boat. So and things are just starting to really yeah kind of open up in a different way. So absolutely, yeah. and that's one of the things that I have to say. Living here, I was so grateful that during the pandemic we had so much outdoor space. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of things happening still right. in the outdoors. You could still gather and connect with people and that felt really freeing mm-hmm. especially compared to people who are stuck in cities and apartments and yeah yeah absolutely so. i mean i've lived in a lot of cities and love living in cities but i'm glad i wasn't in lockdown in a city because like you say that would feel really constrained <laughs> if it would because part of the reason you can kind of justify being in a smaller city type dwelling or whatever is you have the whole city is the parks in the city are your backyard, basically. Mm-hmm. So if you can't do that, then you're really, really yeah. feeling the, the cramp. Yeah. Most people in cities do not have their own large backyards exactly. or hiking trails that are yep. not very populated or, <laughs> right. you know. <laughs> yeah. And then you were saying, so you spent a lot of time at home as well. What are yeah. kind of your home activities? Uh, I do illustration and, well, I, I do a game or two with that with friends too but I do a lot of illustration and that's kind of a kind of an introspective one person activity mm-hmm. and my partner and I are really into cooking I we are getting back into French cooking uh-huh. so that's really fun and exciting uh, we did a lot of kind of Thai food and uh, kind of Asian inspired cooking during the pandemic but now I'm like, I want to try a new one. Yeah. That's a fun way of doing it. I used yeah. to do that in, oh gosh, in high school with a friend where we would go to the library and just pick out a random cookbook oh, that's awesome. <laughs> from another country, you know, and yeah. make some things out of it. Yeah, that's it was, cool. It was really fun to do that. Now you have the internet, you can get that resource, but. That's kind of cool to go get a physical book. Yeah. Uh, at the same time as we're getting in back into some French cooking, we're also doing the Star Wars cookbook. 
So oh, I have not seen that. What is the Star Wars? Oh uh, yeah, everything's inspired by uh, different foods in the Star Wars movies. So uh, you probably can get a an idea of what my partner and I are like just by me telling you that. <laughs> I love it. That sounds like something you could do here. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, do a Star Wars inspired cook off. Yeah. Well, we do have a big celebration um, on May the 4th that mm. is a big Star Wars-inspired event, oh. and we haven't been able to do it in person in two years, so we are very excited Ready to, to go this year. May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. Exactly. <laughs> uh, we get people come in costumes. Uh, sometimes they they put a lot of effort into the costumes, Ooh. and we do a little Jedi training academy. It's a pretty fun day. Ooh, people got to put that one on. Yep. That's super cool. Yeah. Fun. So is that a daytime event? We or do that as a, an all-day event. An yeah. all-day event. Okay. Yeah. Is it a special <laughs> paid event? or That is part of your regular admission. Okay. So... I uh, highly hope to see some folks from the Valley coming in their best cosplay. All right. <laughs> Excellent. I love it. Yeah. Fun. I wanted to also ask, I always like to ask this question because I think that it's important uh, supporting small businesses. So if you happen to think of a small business that you're just like, you know, these folks are mm-hmm. small or as, as another friend pointed out, micro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they're even micro businesses here in the Valley that you think people should know about? I go to a lot of toy stores and a lot of bookstores mm. as part of my just yeah. natural personality and job. Treehouse Books is probably probably the coolest small children's bookstore I've run across in a place of this size. Yeah. Uh, and it holds its own with, with children's bookstores in, in big cities. Too. Mm-hmm. It does. It is a very special spot. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, we'll put that in the, the notes for people. If you haven't been down there, and it's right in, in downtown Ashland, yeah. so it's a beautiful little spot. And when you're there, you can pop over. What are you were talking about? Scout, which is yeah. one of my favorite spots to, yeah. to hang out, which is right across from the park. And yeah. it's just a lovely way to spend spend a day is uh, walking through the park and the whole little up. area mm-hmm. just has so many awesome places it does. um you know black sheep mix mm-hmm. i could probably every weekend just hit up that you know yeah. block <laughs> exactly well thank you i really appreciate yeah. all the, the information and i'm super excited for people to be checking out science works and learning more about it and getting over here because you've got some really cool stuff going on and it sounds like this year in particular things are going to be a little more active and vibrant than they have the last couple absolutely. of years and and also with some refurbishing so that's yep. wonderful absolutely thanks so much for your time yeah thank you All right, everyone. Well, we will be back again. But in the meantime, definitely check out the show notes so that you know where to get yourself the best burger (laughs) and that you can get more information about ScienceWorks and get over here for some of their fabulous events and then just to check it out for a day or two as well. All right. Well, we'll be back again next week with another episode. This podcast is produced by Simona Fino and co-produced by James Dedakis and Jaded Media. Original music by Samuel Lawrence.